Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Emotional Detox Podcast. I'm Sherrianna, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. And I want to remind you guys that Emotional Detox for Anxiety is now on pre-order. And I mention that because when you pre-order the book, you get a free gift. If you're listening to this before December 15th, 2019, that gift link will work for you just fine. And I'm going to be leaving that below this episode today, in addition to the information on the guests I have with me here. I'm so excited. I have Dr. Josh Wagner. He is an international speaker, seminar leader, and mentor. His seminars teach the deserving process for those wanting their best and most fulfilling lives. He also teaches doctors how to improve their practice and deliver the exceptional new patient experience. More about him can be found at drjoshwagner.com, and you want to put that as DR, so it's DR and then Josh, J O S H Wagner, W A G N E R.com. Josh, welcome to Emotional Detox. Thanks for having me, Sherrianna. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm excited. So um, I have Josh's book here, and I love the title of your book, Josh. It's You Deserve It, The Missing Answer to the Life You Want. And so why don't you just start by sharing a little bit about how you came to writing this book, putting this down on paper. What, what sparked this in you? Yeah, absolutely. So it all sparked years ago being in private practice and seeing so many patients come in with similar conditions and ailments and pains and delivering the exact same treatment. And some of them, like we all we all know happens, some of them get well and some of them stay not getting well and in pain and wondering, okay, what's really making the difference when this treatment works in some but not others? And then when I transitioned out of practice and started coaching and mentoring doctors to improve and increase their practice and deliver that great new patient experience, I started noticing the same thing. Some of the doctors would take my material and see immediate differences in patient satisfaction, retention, referrals, and other doctors would self-sabotage, procrastinate, not use it correctly, not really use it at all. And I've been a student of self-growth and development my entire life and always looking like, what's that underlying factor? We all know the principles, whether it's integrity and discipline and diligence and hard work, we all know those play a factor, but there's gotta be something more. And I finally stumbled upon what I see as the most significant factor to going from where you are to where you want to get to, whether that's healing, whether that's your business, whether that's your finances, relationships, or just happiness and peace of mind, is whether or not you believe you deserve actually having it. And that's a concept everyone can understand and everyone can apply somewhere in your life. You know, we all have areas that are working well. And there's areas, no matter who we are, that there's friction, there's self-sabotage. And an underline, I believe the most significant underlying reason for that is because we don't believe we deserve it, stemming from our past history, whether it was adolescence and growing up, or it could be something from six months ago that happened that instilled an undeserving belief in us. And I think um, this message really has a lot of synergy with 
with your emotional detox, Shariana, in terms of actually working through undeserving beliefs before focusing on what we want and an action plan and a vision board and all that good stuff that we all know about and is out there is you have to, you have to fill in the swamp first. I say you can't just, uh, it doesn't matter how, you can't build a mansion on top of a swamp, no matter how great the architects and the infrastructure is and all the money you pour on it. If it's on a sinkhole, it's not gonna take shape. So my whole platform is showing people to look at where they truly don't believe they deserve what they want and then go to work on that first before the action steps of going to get it. I love that. I love that. I completely agree with you. I mean, there, there's, there is this thing where some people just run with it and, and some people, they, you can put it right in front of them, right? Right in front of them. You can give it to them for free. Yeah. <laughs> It's all for free, but yet they just don't bite or they don't stick with it. And so I love your, I love your take on this, that they don't believe that they deserve it. Um, a couple of things. One is when you talk about working with doctors, are you talking, what are you talking about there? All, who, who are, who, who do you work with? I guess is my question. Yeah. So it's primarily, I'm a chiropractor by trade. So it's primarily chiropractors, but it's also doctors who are primarily cash-based. So insurance doesn't play a role. So patients really have to make a decision. Do I want to get this care treatment? So that's a lot of elective and aesthetic practitioners as well. So essentially it's elective based and out of pocket from the, from the patient. And You know, a lot of people have this misconception that doctors are different than normal people. No, doctors have all the same fears and insecurities and undeserving beliefs, whether it's in their financial life, their peace of mind and happiness as anyone. So, you know, this concept applies to everyone. And I was mentioning with patients, yes, some people don't believe they deserve to be pain-free or healthy or have the energy they want. And they don't even realize that. It's a deep-seated story and belief they have that they're not conscious of, but that's how they play out their life. So this applies to everyone. Uh, Absolutely. And so Josh, if you could, just because there's a little noise coming in on the recording, I think your mic's moving around a little bit. I'll I'll hold it up. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make sure sure we can um, really focus in on what you're saying. So, so you, by trade, you're a chiropractor. You work with other, primarily other chiropractors. I can certainly see where this could go into the mainstream. I'm thinking of, as you're talking, I'm thinking of the fact that, um, you know, I, I recently, my daughter wasn't feeling good. She had a fever and she was my oldest daughter. And she said, you know, mom, I think I might have a fever. I'm concerned I might have the flu. So I, I tried to make her an appointment. Now she's 19, so she's with a primary shot of the pediatrician world. And, <laughs> you know, I couldn't get her a darn appointment. And, and this is with an office that has 15 different locations. And I could not get her an appointment before 48 hours. And their message to me was, take her to the ER. Hmm. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I mean, our, our, our medical care community is in such need right now. Like you said, they are human beings. And, and we put so much pressure on them to mental health and physical health and, and, 
And so I, I think your work is so important and, and I love that you're, that you're really addressing doctors and, you know, people who are in the medical professional and I can see where they could really benefit from this and taking some time to really look at how, why is it that some, like you said, some people are getting it and some people aren't and how, what is it in me that could be showing up? And that's very much in alignment with emotional detox, right? It's really about, it's really about, you know, my motto is if you feel it, it's yours, right? Mm. It, you know, it, it, it's yours to, to cleanse. It's not their, theirs, it's yours. And the more that we focus on ourselves, the more we actually help other people, which I'm sure, I'm sure you're, we cross over there. I also, um, so you know, your book is so, has a lot of different things in it. And where can people get your book, by the way? They can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. There's also a tab. Actually, I give the best rate on my website at drjoshwagner.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the book really kind of breaks things down for people, which I love. I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I'm wondering is if I'm someone in the medical profession, and where do I begin? You know, I'm feeling there's a lot of nurses out there that are overextended. And what do you suggest for that? Where do they begin with this process? Absolutely. So regardless of the profession, so whether it's medical field or nurses specifically, go directly to where's the most important part of your life where there's friction where there's compromise, where you know you're not having what you want it to be like. Financially, relationships, peace of mind, health, anything is fair game. And go right there and apply the deserving process to that area. So just because you're a nurse, it doesn't mean that you're stressed. It doesn't mean that you're running around like a chicken with the head cut off. I mean, there's plenty of institutions where they do have it organized well. It's getting tougher and tougher, but make it as personal as possible. Now, a lot of doctors are using it for themselves, but now gifting the book and gifting the message to their patients because one, we don't know exactly where the patient needs it. That's in their psychology, but so that they have a tool to go and work on, whether it's for their own health or a different area of their life that's stressing them more. So they're gifting the book. They're actually telling patients that they deserve the health and the quality of life. Uh, that they deserve. Um, and so ultimately, no matter where you are in life, you don't have to be in the healthcare field to benefit from this. Just pick an area that's not working as well as you'd like. And there's reason for that friction. Um, inherently, we're not born undeserving. You're not stamped on the forehead because of your gender, race, religion, what side of the tracks you grew up on as undeserving. These are all things that we acquire through our mainly youth and life and the switch just gets flipped down. So this process helps you flip, flip the switch back up for you do believe you deserve it. And when that happens, you start making different choices. You take different actions. You stand in a different way. People perceive you differently. And even just energetically and metaphysically, life starts to align and synchronicities happen for you to move forward easier in the direction you want to go rather than the feelings of burnt out, stuck, procrastination, 
no vision. These are all common when we have undeserving beliefs. Those are the sabotages. Awesome. So I, I can imagine, and of course I perked right up when you said um, that they're telling patients you deserve it, that you're coaching them to say that. I absolutely love that. And, and as you're talking, I'm, I'm imagining that, they're, that they have to pick up on this because it's not like patients are going to say, I don't believe I deserve this, right? <laughs> that there's, there's got to be something that you train people to pick up on as far as how do you know you're in that state? Because it is sort of like being in this state of stuckness, right? And there's so many people out there that aren't able to recognize that when they're in it, which I can imagine you've, you know, you've become sort of an expert on that, on identifying, hey, you're in it, and this is that space where um, someone in the medical profession or whether they work one-on-one on with you can really let, that's when you, when you bring that topic up of deserving. I imagine that there is sort of a, a, a learning curve with that. Am I correct with that? Oh, absolutely. On the whole, it's easy because it's such an understandable concept. Everyone has heard of deserving. They may not have applied it in this way to something significant in their life, but usually when they really take a step back and think about it, like, okay, this area just isn't working. Potentially, is there some reason I don't believe I deserve maybe financial freedom, happiness in a relationship, the weight I want to be? And then you have an authority figure who you trust say that you do, just that oftentimes starts the process. Now that doesn't flip your switch, but it starts the process of saying, that's something I need to look at. And that's something I want to address. Just like if the doctor says you need to start exercising, that's not going to change anything. But if it gets you to start exercising because you trust him or her, and now you're committed, this is going to make the difference for my health. It's the first step. So that's really the goal. It's not changing someone's deserving belief just by sharing it with them or telling them that they deserve it, but productively or positively influencing them to start their own journey. So, so it sounds like what, what you're doing is helping to empower them. Definitely. Exactly. So that they can be proactive in their healing journey. Exactly. Yeah. This isn't a quick fix or a, you know, a pill. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so have you being in, uh, being that you are in the profession that you are in and you are, that you have that background, have you been able, I'm just curious, have you been able to, to pick up on any uh, specific, do you have any examples of clients where you saw a shift in them? just by going through this process? Absolutely. So I don't see patients anymore now that I've switched into consulting and coaching, but I get texts and emails all the time from clients who literally in the waiting room, the patient is reading the introduction and starts crying and says, thank you so much. I never saw it this way. Like I'm going to go take on the world now. And again, that's just the first step. It doesn't mean the introduction turned on their deserving belief but their concept, they realize it's possible now and they're empowered that now they realize they have control to go do something about it rather than the world is out to get me. I'm stuck like this. Nothing's ever going to change, which is the normal dialogue in society when things don't work out. So yeah, I get uh, testimonial texts all the time of how much it's made a difference for doctors, patients. And then what's beautiful is 
the patient thanks the doctor for having given them this, even though it wasn't the doctor's book or, or writing or idea. And just like, you don't have to be a doctor to give this to someone. Like we all know someone in our life who's stuck or struggling in some area. And just by telling them you deserve having the health you want, you deserve being pain-free, you deserve getting out of debt and then gifting them a resource that could help them do it. They're going to thank you more than they ever thank me, which is funny. And so that feels good as being the refer. I, I love that. And I, I love the way you're going about this, the way that you're, you're providing the tools and letting the doctor go with that. And you're saying, Hey, you're, you're, you're planting some seeds. You know, th those darn waiting rooms, I have to, <laughs> those darn waiting rooms make me nuts. With the old right? magazines outdated. and <laughs> <laughs> I, when I go in, cause I, I, you know, like I said, with my, with my daughters, I've been in the ERs and the waiting rooms and well, one, the darn TV, you know, running the, the news and all this violence and fear. And I'm thinking, and then they're going to go take your blood pressure. Now that simply is not fair. Exactly. <laughs> that is not fair. That's, that feels like a setup, right? So, um, so I agree. I mean, I think there's so much room for growth as far as the waiting, the waiting room experience and to, and to put something like, these kinds of tools in there. I just, I just love that concept. I think, you know, and your book is not very long. That's the other thing I want folks to know, which is a benefit because it's probably, you know, affordable for people to put it in their waiting rooms, right? It's not gonna, oh, yeah. yeah, it's an affordable resource because, and it's written, what I love is it's, it's not small print, so people like me who cannot see glasses can actually read it. And, <laughs> and it's chunked, right? And so that, that's important. I, you know, as a psychology professor, I always, I read papers all the time and I'm, and I'm always coaching my, my students. No one's gonna read that, honey. You got oh, that. yeah. You yeah, it's not, it's not written for doctors. It's written <laughs> yeah. for everyone. It's written for yeah. everyone. And so I want people to know that. Um, we only have a couple minutes, but I just want to bring this up, Josh, because it's in your book. You talk about goal setting hmm. and I know we're, we're coming upon that time of year, right? So I think it's worth bringing this up. You talk about goal setting on page um, 39 and you say goal setting and achieving can be one of the most demoralizing parts of your entire life, contributing to unhappiness, a lack of peace of mind, even if you do reach your goals. What matters most is why you set your goals and the way in which you go about achieving them. And that is something that I kind of spoke to me. Can you talk more about that? So even if you reach your goals, Josh, you're, it still can contribute to that pattern, huh? Absolutely. So we're so conditioned the humans as what's the next thing and the grass is always greener on the other side so as soon as we achieve what we're going for just inherently within about two days we already set a new goal for ourselves so i'll give an example with a lot of doctors is their big achievement is they graduate and they get their degree and they've been working four to six eight years to get that they walk across the platform it feels great and then they realize the next morning after they go out and have a good graduation party, 
okay, now I'm at scratch. Now I'm starting from scratch at the base of another mountain of I've got to create a practice. And now I'm hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And so they start that new endeavor. And that's a lot more stressful and more pressure than grad school. And then their goal is to get their practice to a certain initial level. And if they do in a certain number of years, they pat themselves on the back. And then immediately it's, well, this isn't good enough. I want to get it to the next level. So you can apply that to anything, whether again, it's, it's financials in your life or relationships or health. It's like, we always want to keep getting to the next level. And it's just the human condition to not be satisfied with where we are. So there's nothing wrong with striving and achieving to get to those next levels, but you've got to make sure two things, like you mentioned, you're actually enjoying the process because most of us set goals and we do our 90 day action plans and it's just a strain and it's a grind and we're waking up early and we're sacrificing and we're cutting out things that we love in the pursuit and we don't really enjoy the process. And 95% of us usually quit or fail or change directions along the way. So we then don't accomplish and we feel bad about ourselves. But if we do, or if we're in the small percent who really do accomplish, within two days, we immediately set another higher goal and start the process all over again. And I've experienced that for years in my life and I still do it to an extent. And it's something I'm constantly working on is really making sure, sure I'm enjoying the process and then realizing or understanding why are you setting the goal in the first place? Is it something that is, I'm losing the word, is it to fulfill something that's empty for you or is it because that's really your purpose and your passion? So there's also the aspect of really looking at why is that monetary goal or relationship goal? Is it really what you want or is it filling in a pain that you need to to overcome? So the whole concept that goal setting is great and it's essential. It's just not the only aspect. And we've got, that's putting the cart before the horse. So that's where a lot of society needs to look at rather than straining through accomplishment and then straining after accomplishment. Oh, I love that. And, and you can see why goals have to be revisited, right? I mean, why, why we have to check in with ourselves again. I don't think it's like one, one time, right? Why, why is it that I'm saying, Oh yeah. Right. It's, it's such a process of going back and and reminding ourselves, Oh yes, this is why, (laughs) this is why I have that goal in my life. Right. And especially if it's a long-term goal, I mean, if it's a not, if it's a three month, 90 day goal, it's probably not going to change in three months, but for our long-term multi-year goals, we evolve as humans and your goals should change if you're evolving. So especially if it's a long-term goal, really revisiting, is that really, really what I want, what inspires me, what fulfills me, and is worth dedicating my life to. And, and I love the way you said, enjoy it along the way. Enjoy the process of goal setting. Enjoy, and are you doing it to, to fulfill something? Or are you doing it for, because you feel like it's connected to your purpose? And I love the questions that you kind of put out there for people to check in with, with themselves. And it really does, it does, I know for me, I'm always have to check in, right? Because you can, especially in today's world, you can get so swept up, right? Into the the, that whole social media world and, and watch, you know, comparing yourself and this and that. And I agree, I couldn't agree with you more. I think really learning, well, what is, why am I doing, why am I, why do I have the school to begin with? And 
keeps you centered. And right. Like, is it your goal or is it society's goal for you or your parents' goal for you? And it, you said to compare, it's compare and despair. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Compare and despair. Well, it has yeah. been an absolute joy speaking with you today. And I, I'm just so happy to hear that there's someone like you and out in the world that is addressing it in this way and really focused and you have a real understanding of what's happening and that you've created this resource for people. So I'm just so grateful. So again, guys, it's drjoshwagner.com. Go check him yeah. out. And you know what? Even if you're not a book person, if you don't want to read the book on the website, I give away a guided audio of the deserving process. It's a, it's a three-step meditation. It's me leading you through it. You don't have to have read the book before it. And I give that away on my website. So that's another my goodness. gift. Wow. Well, that is very nice of you to do that. Um, yeah. So you heard it, guys. And so thank you so much, Josh, for coming on the program. And Keep on, keep on doing your thing, right? So thank you. And thank you everybody who tuned in today. And remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time, have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.